A man from North Carolina and a woman from Colombia meet in an Italian Cuba.com chat room. The man winks at the woman. She winks back. They start a conversation. They fumble over language. They flirt. They laugh at Google Translator's epic fails to carry meaning from English through Italian to Spanish and back again. They keep typing. They meet again. They make plans. They book flights. They fall in love. This is the story of Paul and Gisela. You are listening to Love Across the Divide. My name is Gisela. I am from Colombia. And I am from Aguachica Cesar, Colombia. I just want to learn um, to talk more Italian, how to write more and it, Italian language, but that was totally different when I met Paul. Then I had to change the language to English. I had to change everything, everything. Paul was charming and funny. Gisela liked talking with him. You know, on the internet you find nice people and crappy people. The crappy people get out. The yeah. people that really want to go crazy, no, I don't like. Like a, he was like more with the freedom on the on the earth. I don't know. I don't know how I say that. Con los pies en la tierra, with his feet on the ground. Gisela hadn't come to the Italian chat room looking for a gringo or a life in the U.S. The romance took her by surprise. But after about a year of writing and a few visits from Paul, Gisela was in love, engaged, and packing her bags to move to North Carolina. Her friends weren't happy. They feared for her safety and told her not to go. Well, my friends, they really were scared about the idea that I have a um, boyfriend from another country. They they listened about the... The news and television, you know, they start to talk a lot about these women going to another country and that's what happened. They start to say, oh, he's going to sell, he's going to sell you as a prostitute. And um, other people told me that he was to put in, in your house and you will be inside the house forever and like a kidnapper something like that. They bring all this to me and that's why mm-hmm. the way they, that they think. Well, they thought because it's not anymore. Now they change. They, they change their mind. They, they believe in loving internet now. For you to understand the ways Gisela's life changed when she moved to North Carolina, first you have to understand a bit more about her hometown. Aguachica is a town of 80,000, about four hours south of Colombia's Caribbean coast. There's one elevator in town. Some people have money, but many struggle to make ends meet. 
In an unintended twist of irony, the name of the town states its biggest problem, Aguachica, small water. The first time I visited Aguachica with my husband Christian, that's where he's from, I had to be in-serviced on the water routine. Mondays and Wednesdays, there's running water. The other days, you sparingly use what is stored in two rooftop tanks, and you are careful to shut off the valves when you are done. When the tank water is gone, you scoop water stored in a large tile tub on the patio under the mango tree to cook or wash up. But the water doesn't always run on Mondays and Wednesdays like it's supposed to. Water shortages plague the town. Sometimes weeks go by with no running water. The tanks and the patio tubs run dry. Locals take to the hot streets and pound on tin tubs in protest. More than once, corrupt mayors pocketed money intended to fix this body water supply. The lack of water is a defining and frustrating feature of daily life in Anguachica. But when I asked Gisela to describe her hometown, she answered like this. Anguachica, my little town is like a, a little Las Vegas. So all the people is out, there's too, too much people, it's crowd, it's... It's great, I don't know. I know what she means. Most people in Aguachica have lived there for generations. If you walk two blocks through town with a local, you will run into a dozen people they know. People blast music from speakers on street corners. On hot nights, everyone pulls lawn chairs out onto the sidewalks in front of their houses. They pass hours chatting and laughing, maybe taking shots of fiery liquor called aguadiente from miniature plastic cups. Aguachica has a tight and lively sense of community. Listen, you you know too much your neighbor that your neighbor come to your house and they can't even go in the kitchen, open the refrigerator and, and eat whatever they you have in there. It's, it's nice, I don't know. It's, it's too much friendly. The suburbs of North Carolina are different. It's kind of different uh, here in the United States because I don't find people like uh, in the street and in the neighbor. Like uh, here is like um, all the people is in their houses doing what they have to do. I don't know, and I don't know. I I just get out and I say, okay, where is the people here? I sometimes I think that I can live even naked or something. <laughs> Nobody sees me. Paul has to travel a lot internationally for his job, and Gisela keeps plenty busy caring for their two-year-old son and running the house. She finds time for her artwork. You know, get sometimes with art and painting things like that that I like it when I was younger. She also takes Zumba classes where she's made a few friends. I practice Zumba even when I don't have too much time because I have a baby. As busy as she keeps, her voice sounds wistful when she talks about life back home. A place where your days are full of unrushed conversations, where your neighbor's lives spill over into your own. It's too much friendly. My town is people with people very, very friendly. Yeah, here is no, you and your house, me and mine, and okay, bye, hey, hey, hola, hola. That's it, no more. Yeah, yeah, it's too, too alone, too, I don't know. 
I think about Gisela's life in the quiet suburbs of North Carolina versus a life in Oguachica. I feel like I want to quantify somehow the differences between the life she gave up for the one she has. I want to measure her feelings by asking her a list of impossible questions. Do you think you are happier here or that you would have been happier there? Does having a dryer, cable TV, and running water every single day make up for the hours you would have passed chatting with family and friends in the familiar streets of your hometown? But these are stupid questions. How is she supposed to answer? Once you have a life and a child, this child, this exact son, what is the point of speculating about some hypothetical trade? So I don't ask. I don't ask if she ever wonders if she would have been happier back home, in a different life, with a different man, holding a different child. Instead, I just ask her to tell me the unique ways that she and Paul click. Her voice leaps to life. She sounds really happy. The most beautiful experience with him is traveling. Traveling um, for many places, many parks that United States has. I love traveling and he loves to take pictures and he's teaching me taking, to take pictures and use the camera. He is crazy with pictures. That's what I like and very passionate about nature. She loves how Paul leaves sweet notes for her on the fridge or stashes surprise gifts around the house. He brags to his friends about what a good cook and mother she is, and he appreciates how she looks after him when he returns from days of international flights. And Gisela is proud of the connections that Paul has made with her friends and family back in Colombia. But my family, they like him especially my mom, because he was so nice and especially funny. Yeah, he was very kind and sweet. He was, um, oh, with my mom, was so special. You have been listening to Love Across the Divide. I'm Jennifer Dunn. Please go to our website at lovethedivide.com for more information about our show and upcoming episodes. 